indubitably. With this week in TCGs, number 10. And if you know this card, you might have been listening to somebody else's podcast. What game does this come from? Do you know? You probably don't know. Alright, anyway. We are approaching... I'm at 249 subs right now. And I might just make it to 250 tomorrow. Unless I lose some subs, which is just up and down, up and down when you're small like me. But uh, anyway, I've got my contest giving away this battle, this box of Dragon Ball Super Card Game, Rise of the Unison Warrior. If you're one of my A1 since day ones, you've already registered. If you don't know, then maybe you, 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 you still have a little time to get in on it. But if not, you know, I'll have another giveaway coming at 500 subs so just be aware anyway we have a bunch of stuff popping off in the tcg world let's get it all right starting it off disney Lorcana trading card game the rules have been released so Game Trade Magazine published the basic rule set and Game League expectations for Illumineer hopefuls. The game will be releasing at in August 18th for the local game stores. And then about two weeks later, it'll come to your big box retailers. All right. So the rules are pretty much Keyforge rules. But uh, here's how it goes, though. So... When you have a creature on the field, a unit on the field, whatever you call them, you can do two things with the ready creature. Of course, things come in not ready. They've got a things are things are things around ink. So instead of calling it summoning sickness, we say we've got to wait for the ink to dry. Ink to dry. All right. So first of all, when a creature is ready on the field. You can do one of two things with it, much like Keyforge. You can tap it to attack an already tapped creature, or you can tap it to get the win kind of the game, which is questing for lore. As we can see, Captain Hook, when you tap him, exhaust him, he quests for one lore. In Robin Hood and Maleficent, they tap for at least two or three lore. First to 20 lore wins the game. And so not every card is mana, but it looks like the vast majority of cards can be played as mana. So if they have this ink swirl looking thing right here, right here, like in their mana cost, you can play them into land row, the bottom row, and then they'll become mana. But if they don't have the ink swirl, which they call the ink well, then you can't count them for mana. You can't play them in land row. So most cards can be played for mana. Um, and of course, attack right there. Their toughness durability is right there. And two colors max per deck. That's why they come pre-packaged in two color decks. You can only have two colors in a deck. Um, yep, and you ready your characters at the start of the turn. And of course, there's persistent damage between turns. Like a fantasy flight game is expected to have. But this is Robinsberger. But it's very much Keyforge. 
All right, going moving along. We have Magic the Gathering, March of the Machines. A couple things I neglected to mention on last episode. We have uh, the backup and incubate keywords. We already went over the battle seeds. All right, so... Okay, backup. Reading backup. When this creature enters the battlefield, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. On another creature. If that's another creature, it can be itself or or another creature. But if it's another creature, it gains the following abilities until end of turn. Well, it gains death touch. And whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player or battle, return target creature from your graveyard to the battlefield. So a lot of dredging with that one. So pretty much you can put the plus one plus one counter on itself or another creature. But if you do like another creature, then then it gets more benefits, it looks like. And this one gives somebody f flying, first strike, and lifelink, which is crazy. Five drop, boom, bringer, Valkyrie. And uh, so this seems like he could scale up with more than plus one, plus one counters. With more than plus one, plus one counters. But so far, we've only seen plus one, plus one counters, they say. All right, anyway, and then the incubate keyword... This incubate appears to be be an ability that shows up on spells that create an incubator token with X plus one plus one counters and then can be transformed into a creature. And let's just read the card. Um, exile target creature incubate three. Create an incubator token with three plus one plus one counters and add and spin two generic. Transform this artifact. It transforms into a zero zero Phyrexian artifact creature. So, sounds like you gotta exile one of your creatures, then you incubate, and you spin two, then it goes crazy. Alright, yeah, so that is more to the machine. Then we've got Teen who laughed when asked for his preferred pronouns, well, their preferred pronouns, was booted from a Pokemon card tournament. This was a tournament right here. Alex... Shemansky so fast versus Makani Tran. Really hey, yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's, but that's uh, what you're going to see out of both of these players, the Makani Tran and Alex Shemansky. Both players we've seen plenty. And the and the and the big irony to me is that the kid is named Makani Tran. Tran is in trance. Even the trans can't get away with the pronoun stuff. Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So. Um, so what happened was Bakani Tran was out of $800, a couple of flights, and missed school time after he offended a non-binary Pokemon TCG judge. Not the other player, but the judge. Cutting his tournament run prematurely short for a bizarre reason, according to Dextero. The teenager in a twit longer post that he never meant to says that says that he never meant to offend anyone and was close to tears when he was disqualified. Pretty much he broke out in nervous laughter after being asked after being asked his pronouns because he was nervous going up against one of the best Pokemon players. One time when I go to the when I go to the airport, you know, they gotta search me. And then you know, sometimes they gotta search you, digging all around your pelvis and stuff. I've been known to break out in nervous laughter, like what the hell are you doing? But yeah, you know. Be patient with the teens, at least. All right, but anyway, um, Honey Castle Gaming. 
in Genesis Battle of the Champions is unfortunately saying goodbye. Okay, um, Asid, the creator of Genesis Battle of the Champions, says, Hey, champions, it's always difficult to say goodbye to something you've put your heart and soul into. And unfortunately, after much deliberation and consideration, I've decided to close down Honey Castle Gaming Inc. and wrap up Genesis Battle of Champions. I tried so hard. This project has been 20 years in the making. Many people have a tremendous amount of blood, sweat, and tears into this company. And I'd love to show appreciation and admiration toward them all. From family to friends, communities, and store owners, you all made this happen, and I want to thank you. As a team and community, we persevered through the beginnings of the pandemic and powered through supply chain issues. We even went through the bubble of the Kickstarter craze for card games. Honestly, a million things were working against us, and we made it through quite a few of them. All right, so, yeah, like, in um at the top of the year... Sid also made his own podcast, and then he was talking about at the end of March, he was talking about how, like, when he visits his family, he never has time to really visit with them, and he's always got to tend to business, and his work-life balance is crap, so, sucks, I mean, they're five years in, and five freaking years, it can't be understated, five years is not a short run, especially since for most years, we only released one set. Most artists don't get a chance to bring their projects to life, let alone build a community and sustain their projects for five years. So it surely did beat Code Oak's two-year curse. They had store championships in the end. Yeah, um, I tried so hard and got so far. And in the end, and then he doesn't say it doesn't even matter. But, you know, that's what some people are saying. But not me, though, because I bet. And I wanted to see it keeping on going. Well, yeah, yeah, and and uh, the next set, Invasion, we would like to see this set get to you in some form, either print and play through online platforms. I don't know how we'll do this, but some ideas are being formed. So probably won't get the retail release naturally, but you can probably print and play it. Wish there's a whole bunch of print and play stuff on the site, and I made sure to download the... um the links or whatever the files to just in case if I want to print those out one day. Alright, anyway, there's Genesis. Hate to see you go. Alright, then we have Keyforge. We had the highest selling Keyforge deck ever to be sold at and and if you didn't know Keyforge is a unique deck game. So no two decks are ever alike. And then this particular deck named Pink Fraud, it sold for a whopping $3,600 US dollars. A great moment, a great moment for Keyforge as a legendary deck changes hands. And um, a Keyforge deck which won two vault tours with the same pilot for sale. Um, Administer Ad, Adam Inslang the Pink Fraud, commonly just called Pink Fraud. This deck changing hands is big news. The auction ends tomorrow, and there's one specific person I'm rooting for to purchase it. I don't know. Um, there was a bidding war. Um, I guess one of our big podcasts for Keyforge, um, Archon's Corner, they were trying to get it, but they had to drop out. They had to bow out to this uh, heart surgeon who was bidding on the deck while actually performing heart surgery, I hear. So, I mean... What kind of, what kind of, I mean, what kind of litigation he might be up against, I don't know. But the doctor, he won it, though, and then that's what's up for him. 
And then, uh, with the deck, though, it says that it has 33 wins and 10 losses. You think, like, a big, expensive like deck like that would never lose. But I guess, you know, it's always paper, rock, scissors, though. But it didn't win two championships, though, for sure, by the same pilot. And it has a 92 sass. And I've seen 94 sasses. And I think uh, my friend has a 94 sass. But I guess his 92 sass is really good. And plus the story behind this is that so like it won the vault tour. It won the championships. Then one of the cards, one of the main logos cards, I think library access got nerfed. Because this is a deck where you can pick up your whole deck and play with it. Play with it as a hand. But then anyway, it got nerfed, and then it still won the Vault Tour after that. So that's amazing. But yeah, 3600 will get you a top-of-the-line pay-to-win deck right there. Alright, and then some more Key Forge news. Let's check out. They've got the new two-player starter set. Let's check it out. Is that we will um, not change the uh, design of this box from set to set. Instead, what we'll do is we have a sticker on the outside here that says contains with exchange decks. In the future, when we have current reminders, well, we'll reprint the same starter, same box, but we'll just change the sticker and the decks that are inside. As with the other two-player starters that we've done in the past, it is this is going to contain um, printed rulebook and um, tokens that are needed. Uh, retailers, if you're watching and you're interested in carrying this thing, um, it is going to be available through your regional distributor. And it's one of these six. All right, let's crack this up. Going for it. I'm excited. I'm nervous. <laughs> Very first thing on the top. Thank you, our code. What's it say? Halt. You don't need to read the rules. Scan the code to watch the video tutorial. This code doesn't work yet. Go ahead and finish making the video. But don't let friends get There are stuff in the I've got here, plenty of out of plays. Kind of sort of like. Look at this. That's the rule book. All right. And then the rules is mostly actually lore in the second half of the book, which includes a quick overview of what. Okay. Um, so continuing on. Um, I should, it's worth noting that um, the uh, the rules in here, the Learn to Play Keyforge rules, it is just the core rules of the game. Um, there's nothing in here that is specific to Winds of Exchange. So you won't find rules of token creatures in this book. Um, this is the fundamentals of Keyforge. Yes. The Winds of Exchange specific rules are what's on the inside of this right here. So this is where you'll find Every set will have and the And new tokens here are fancy new generic tokens. Very yep. exciting. Okay. In two colors. No need to find your own two colors. That's right. Yeah. 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 Generic tokens, tokens. Is a good idea. You need to keep track of how many times it's grown. Mm -hmm. Generic counter. There you go. Um, I use the generic thing that we, uh, focus myself. So this is one of the new learning decks. Second one. They're thinking that too. Counter is included. Numbered. Um, Two um, decks in there. So, so go ahead. All right, you get the drift. Right, and then we've got Legends of Ruin Terra. They've got a new expansion, the Glory in the Voria expansion, released March 29th. And there's new mechanics. This is the seventh set that introduces rotation and the standard and eternal formats. Just like Hearthstone did. So, mana cheating coins. These type of coins, not to be confused with the currency of the game. But mana cheating coins, not just spell mana. But it can be used as even playing creature mana. So, um, burst is instant. So, they're thinking these things are kind of OP. Refill one mana, not just spell mana. And then we got three new champions. Jack. And let's read Jack. What does Jack do? Jack has Overwhelm and Brash, so excess damage dealt to the player to the Nexus, and Brash can only be blocked by enemies with three or more health, okay? And then uh, Strike, create two coins in hand when you refill mana, grant me plus one plus zero for each mana refilled. That's Jack. We got Samira. Um, Samira, when I'm summoned or Strike, create a Flare in hand if you don't have one. And Flare, what is a Flare? I don't know what the flare is. Um, and level up. I've seen you play six plus cards. Resets when you start around with the attack token. And Samira quick attack. Quick strike, whatever. Uh, first strike. Uh, yeah, so that's Samira. 
And we've got Set is the last one. Set. Uh, challenger can choose which enemy unit blocks. Okay. And a barrier negates the next damage the unit would take last one round. Okay, so like Ward. And uh, the first time I would drop below one health while attacking, give me barrier instead. Nice. And you spent 40 plus mana to level set up. Alright, so interesting new champions in Runeterra. Okay, going on to DC deck building game, DC Dual Force, what I neglected to mention last last time, last episode. Okay, uh, DC Dual Force has few types of cards. The leaders, these are what they look like. Harley, Batman, Superman. They uh, so uh, they work off of charges. Yeah, so they work. Uh, there's uh, five types of cards. There's there's five colors. Blue are tactic cards. Red is might. Green is energy. Orange is anarchy. And purple is tyranny. Gameplay: Both leaders start in the back corners of a three by two grid. Most likely, both players get a three by two grid. But these charges on these guys, I'm um, believing you get charges at the beginning of like the upkeep or something. We still gotta wait for all the details of the gameplay mechanics. But yeah, we have and a shout out to Willow. He made all these uh diagrams and all that. But a three by two grid could look like this. Maybe both players are on a single three by two grid or vertically, but we doubt that. It's most likely both players get a three by two grid to start the game with with their leader starting in the corners. So one of those grid-based tactical CCGs. And there were 10 status effects in the game. Ambush, while attacking, cards with ambush deal damage first. First strike. Aura, the next time a card with aura would be affected by an enemy action, instead it loses aura, ward or whatnot. Frenzy, after KOing a defender in the front row, cards with frenzy will automatically attack the space behind it. So there's line of sight. That's a cool thing. Uh, so kind of like trample right there. Um, guard cards with guard must be the target of opposing attack regardless of position on the board. Hidden cards with hidden can't be targeted or attacked until they attack. Hunter cards with hunter ignore minion protection, guard, and hidden. Lethal cards with lethal, KO, death strike. Invincible, cards with invincible can't be damaged or KO'd. Shield, the next time a card with shield will be damaged, instead it loses shield. And speed, haste. Or swiftness. Um, then, and then we have line of sight. Basically like Batman right there. He can see punch line, but he can't see Harley though. Or more than likely. And of course there's minions, there are less power. 7 power, 6 toughness. When an enemy blocking Gorilla Grod is KO, draw a card. Start a turn, create two random spells in hand. Nice, but what kind of cost is he? And these things in the top left, like, you know, bronze, silver, gold. They might have something to do with casting costs. Oh, yeah, and you can do two actions every turn. So, the actions are probably move, maybe draw a card, maybe attack, something like that. Probably auto draw every turn though automatically. Most likely. Alright, so that's a uh, DC dual force right there. And then we have 
Okay, moving along, we have Gym Blenders. Let's check out this Gym Blenders video. I got a couple videos of Gym Blenders. Check those out, the full vids, going through the rules and the cards. Yeah, so you start the game with four heroes. And then you use gems that you attach Welcome to. Welcome to the Gem Blenders, the lo-fi training card lately. game where you mix and match gems, explore blend synergies, and command you your heroes to outwit your opponent. With each passing turn, the field becomes more colorful. Players piece together puzzles of gems, battling it out until one player emerges victorious. When your heroes gain specific combinations of gems, they unlock transformations called blends. The more gems your heroes gain, the more blends they unlock. With over 250 cards, Gem Blenders has an entire world to explore. Collect the cards, play with your friends, and enter the competition today. Yeah, a fully funded, very successful campaign. They wanted 20k. They're at 51k, 16 days to go. And all right, so heroes. You you start the game with four heroes. They never get discarded. They always stay on the field. But you can change the the diamond pattern of them sometimes and then when you get enough gems on one guy then they become a blend from your hand say you have the orange and the brown gem on carter then you can turn them into herald by just putting it from your hand on there and guys they typically attack whoever they're in front of and any excess damage is trample whenever one guy loses all 20 of their hp they lose the round. Best two out of three rounds wins the game. Something like Pokemon looks real cool. But yeah, check them out. And then on to Monsters Glare. Let's check those guys out. Five days to go. Hello, no, 16 days ago. my name is Terrence McCraney, and I'm the creator of Monsters Glare TCG. So I had a whole musical number planned with a puppet and lights and music. And, He's going to do it too. Well, it just felt like I was doing too much. So instead, I want to take this moment to share the story of how I created this game. In 2020, we all lived through one of the scariest times in our lives. I talked about this in on that Ted's moment, basement. I had two options. I can either soak in despair or I can be productive. Now, I had nothing but time, so I taught myself how to draw. I used to be one of the people that would say, I can't even draw a stick person. That was true. But after attending YouTube University, I found the confidence I needed to learn a new skill. <laughs> Fast forward a year later, I challenged what myself to draw a monster. Me a now, this monster was a chubby green troll monster, but he was cute. But it felt like he was missing something. So I took a long, hard look and I erased his eyes. And then I redrew him at the top of his head. And that was the birth of the first glare monster. Growing up, right, I was a huge collector of Pokemon and a big player of you. All right, but we get the picture though. Um, yeah, so fully funded, nice campaign, 22k they got of twenty thousand dollar goal, and just uh, an expert of this song. Boom! Ah, Dex, Dex, Booster, Booster. They even got their young coins. 
right, but yeah. Um, yeah, Monsters Glare. Uh, dude taught himself how to draw, and now he's got his own TCG. All right, so $45 gets you an OP pack. Didn't go over the Gym Blender's rewards, but it is what it is. And, uh, yeah, check him out, though. Check him out, though. I like that guy. Made his own song. All right, then we got Monsters Crown, the second of the monsters tonight. Monster Crown! Okay, he made a whole, I mean, he... I mean, he's got a whole thing going it's, on. It all floated through my mind on a permanent loop. Two years of wonderful development and constant thought later, I gotta say, I'm in love. He's really got extra. I have fought constantly to create unique, extra nice, pacing, dynamic, dynamic gameplay interactions. The world has handed me a group of. All right, but check them out though. Uh, 19k, 13 days ago, 30k goal. I believe we'll get there. Um, booster box for $80. Two theme decks for $35. And uh, they got a whole they got a whole deal. Alright, let's check out this. Uh your boy Kodok talking it up. Let's check it out. Water creatures are the on the Monster Crown video game. A wonderful land where the leadership is corrupt, the healing centers charge money, and the cute water creatures are the Monster Crown trading card game sees two monster tamers vying to become king of the hill in a knockdown, dragout spectacle. The goal is to make it so that your opponent has no monsters remaining on their side of the field. To play, each player needs a deck of 40 cards with no more than three copies of the same card inside. These cards come in one of three types. Monsters, locations, and adventures. Monsters are, naturally, the core component of Monster Crown. Each monster can be identified by its name, type, combat stats, and crown rating, or CR. Once per turn, you may play a monster from your hand into any of your open monster zones, either face up or face down. These monster zones also have a crown rating, starting with three in the center and dropping down by one until they move outwards. You can technically play a monster into any of these five zones regardless of crown rating, but if a face-up monster is in a slot whose crown rating is lower than its own, at the end of your turn, it gets demoted to the next lowest slot. If a monster gets demoted while it is in one of the zones on the far hand, it gets sent to the discard pile and that monster's controller draws a card. But wait a minute, if we lose when there are no monsters on our side of the field, what happens at the start of the game? Ah, that precious time in a young tamer's life when they get their starting monster. Alongside your deck of like three, the you can evil Pokemon. Monster. These All monsters evil. are identified by their starter icon and do not get shuffled into the deck. Instead, you pick one of these five starter monsters and place it face down in the center monster slot. These starter monsters all have a crown rating of one, meaning they are stable in every monster zone. So, how do we dislodge monsters that are in a stable zone? Why, through combat, of course. On your turn, you may choose any face-up monster you have in play to fight one of your opponent's face-up or face-down monsters. Exhaust the attacking monster by turning it sideways, then you declare the type of battle you will be having. Monsters have three combat stats: strength, magic, and speed. When a monster attacks another monster, the attacking player can choose whether to have a strength battle or a magic battle. All right, let's go. I'll have Golem start a magical battle against your face-down monster in the center zone. If the defending monster is face down, it gets turned face up now. You fool! The monster you're attacking is my most powerful minion. Come forth, Dance. Uh oh. If the speed of the defending monster <laughs> is higher than the speed of the attacker, the defending player can choose to exhaust that monster to evade the attack, ending the combat immediately. Why evade when I can win? Now, Bant, it's time to show them your power. When two monsters are fighting each other, you check two things. First, you check the combat stat being used, and then the monster's type. Monsters come in one of five types, representing their personality and fighting style. These types are brute, will, relentless, unstable. And they have the paper, rock, scissors of Pokemon, so. Looks cool. Um, and $35 will get you two decks and two pins, and 20 bucks will get you one deck and one pin, and of course, they're shipping. All right, moving along. Y'all can check it out. Monster's Crown. And Woodland Wizards made 45K, tripled their, tripled their desired 15K they wanted. 2,000 backers, 33 hours to go. Jump on this if you so wish.
Okay, no words with that one. Alright, uh, Woodland Wizards. In a long forgotten forest surrounded by rolling hills and sparkling streams, a magical tournament is about to begin. The competitors are not your typical wizards, but tiny woodland creatures. They harness magic to summon the most majestic creatures in the realm. Creatures summoning creatures. Welcome to the world of Woodland Wizards, a card game for two to six players where you take on the role of one of the most powerful sorcerers to win the greatest tournament of them all, the, the Waterland Cup. 10 plus age, 30 minutes, two to six players contents. Game box, 86 cards with beautiful artworks including seven different forms of creatures. Plants are peaceful as long as you don't disturb them, but beware of their thorns. Beasts, being untamed and wild, is very useful to attack and defend yourself. Insects look scary and behave strange. As swarm, they are forced to be reckoned with. Sounds like shard TCG with the insects, like that. Cool looking arts there. Birds are pretty deceitful and cheeky. Don't let them get the better of you. And the phoenix is unique. Its unbelievable strength may be its greatest flaw. 15 strength looks like. Counts 20 at the end of the game. Reptiles, I'm sure that you take the creatures as your VP at the end of the game, it sounds like. Alright, uh, pledges. One copy of Winterland Wizards with all unlocked stretch goals. $14? You don't say. $14. Okay, okay uh, so $15, you get one copy of the game. Okay, you... Oh, man, you got me intrigued. $15. Uh, gameplay. Uh, let's check out the video, too. Video is way too long. Or um, the, the beasts or the birds. And she can draw through the um, pile and. Right, second thought, get... we're not going to take out the video, but there's spells, there's passive effects, there's, there's active effects. Might be something cool like uh uh like uh like mind bug. And then how in the world? One second. Speaking of mind bug, we have mind bug. They've got a new expansion beyond evolution and beyond eternity. Check out this video. Nerd Lab Games and the creator of Magic the Gathering present the newest mind bug experience beyond evolution and even beyond eternity i'll solve the afterlife puzzle and prove them my brain is the largest muscle i'll sail the seas of your unknown and find my cure to be Straight on the quest to find a mate. How One thing they could do with that field spell, Professor Gearhead. And, and activate amazing abilities, actions. Okay, so it looks like they have actions now if they didn't already have actions. And then they got evolutions now, that's cool. Are there new mind book cards? And new game mechanics. Wow, you play that game too? Silence! Concentrate on what is coming! 
be part of the mind bug journey. Yeah, I got mine's on the way. And again, I can't say it enough. The Nerd Lab podcast. Great podcast for the game designers. Alright, so they made a whopping 300k of their desired 22k. Marvin Hegan, uh, $35, $39, and some shipping, of course, will get you the Beyond Evolution and Beyond Eternity um, expansion sets. They're probably standalone, too, probably. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And then uh, $55, uh, $61 will get you the Deluxe Edition. All right, moving along, we have Sin Souls. Sin Souls. Let's check out Sin Souls. 7,000 plays, over 90k goal, 18 days to go. They might have to go back to the drawing board with this one, but I mean, you never know. Each set will release alongside a short comic, which will be available for free on our website. The world is singing. Can you hear it? <laughs> so, you want to learn how sin cells works, huh? Wish I could speak Leave it up. to me. First, let's get you acquainted with the playing field. Each player has a fair, just like this. Alright, um, you Together. can see it if you're watching the video, but... Over here, if you're just you have listening the to the audio zone and the voice on, the main zone is less of a zone and more of a cube. All right, they're talking too slow for me, but there's a, a crazy battlefield out here. Play mad out here. Ratings, so be sure to some guys cost V dynamic and some cost C. One time effects can is a special burst card that can only be used once. Burst oh, card can be used sick. once, victory. RBA, yeah, take the video out. On your own time, if you wish. Alright. Last Kickstarter, we got the Magi card game. Check them guys out. And they're actually based Hi, on a book to series. The Magi card game. My name is Sean Nathan Ricks. I am the creator, along with another couple of other noteworthy people who have helped out. J.C. Thompson, Mike Brueger, and the absolutely amazing Looks person a lot who like taught us what Dragon Ball like Carlos. Now... The other people that I've mentioned, J.C. Thompson is my co-author. He helped me write the novel that the card game is based on. And then there's Mike Brueger, who is a creative genius. He also helped with the editing of this. So the novel may video. even be new, though. Now, we are in full production. The Kickstarter here is going to help us reach more people. All of the artwork so far on these cards is by me, but... Rob Carlos and Looks Mike just like a magic are template. out with artwork as we speak, and we have 10 other artists in the wings waiting for us to get big enough so that they can join us as well. Now, again, I can't stress this enough. This is an absolutely ready, in-production card game. What we need from you is to help us get more reach. We've got lots of great tiers, and if we meet our goals, we have lots of stretch goals. This is absolutely collectible. There are cards that are 1 through 17, and they're labeled. There are cards that are 36ers. There's only 36 of those made. They're labeled. And then there's unique, rare, uncommon, and serialized cards. cards. So, you can help us out. Take a look at every single... Yeah, but fully funded. They got 8,000 of their 5,000 goals. 16 days to go. 21 backers. Um, I got a playmat. It looks like they have earth, air, fire, water, spirit... 
in the mana roll, draw, discard, in action. Looks to be very much magic. Um, a card, Master of Water. Master of Water has no cost to play. Force all opponents to discard all water cards in, hand, in play and in their hand. Discard after use. So, don't see a casting cost for that, but there may be a spell. And while we're at it, let's watch that. Oh, there's nothing to watch. Yeah, so pretty much what I'm seeing is I don't see a lot of casting cost, but fan your discard pile in front of your opponent. You may just, it looks like a game where you will just, like you have these mana cards and then some of the costs are just getting rid of some of your cards. Discarding cards. Alright, and for the levels. $15, you get a single card. Pay $25, you get one box, box set, starter deck. Pledge 25, you get another starter box, and pledge 50, you get one starter deck, one expansion deck, and then you go 100, then you get two starter decks, and two expansion decks, and three expansion decks, whatever expansion deck means. Alright, on to the game found, we have Caged In, an MMA card combat game, not really a TCG, but close to it. Hello everyone and welcome to the tutorial video for the newest game. Good evening Fight Fans and welcome to Caged In, brought to you by Foam Hammer Games, the makers of Book It, the pro wrestling promoter card game. To put on your gloves and step into the hexagon while you'll square off with your opponent in fast-paced MMA action. I guess some reason they auto-play one video for some reason. unique fighting styles. Show your expertise in striking, wrestling, judo, or submission fighting. Play cards to punish your opponents or hold them back for defense and keep yourself safe. Right, but anyway, preliminary fighter, if you're into MMA, it's $35 for an early bird special. Maybe that's already done. But $40 gets you the full game, basically. I'm trying to see where that video is playing from. Can't see it. Alright, but I give up. Yep, I straight up give up. Alright, but anyway, and then for the last thing on the docket, we have Zataro. Two players, playtime, two hours, surely night. And uh, it's a 10 can game. And uh, $19 will get you the base game and something else. Well, 19 pounds will get you the base game. Uh, challenge a friend to a duel and find out whose cards are stronger. The Tarot Heroes, 100 unique and beautiful cards, 1,000 planned. And, and, um, and it has an app that goes along with it. Two players, two phones, one step. Battle, cards, statistics, shop, settings. But unfortunately, they've only got 53 pounds and eight days to go, so they might have to readjust what they're thinking. But yeah, not really all seeing the gameplay. But anyway, though, that's been this week in TCGs number 10. Come back in two weeks for this week in TCGs number 11. Oyo Games, like, comment, subscribe. Ciao.